this morning we continue in our life session and we're talking about health. Praise the Lord. Our healing, healing and health. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, this is one of the subjects that I believe that the body of Christ and as a church, we need to talk about over and over and over again. Because this is one subject oftentimes speaks to that sense of humanity in everyone. Hallelujah. Where those who have been made supernatural start have those who have been made superhuman, you know, things human. Praise the Lord. Those who have been given supernatural life stick thinking natural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I called it, you know, the series on health and healing. We're going to be picking different subjects and we'll be taking it. But one thing I want to start with this morning is that God wants you well. We'll use that probably as the title, God wants you well. The question is why and how. Glory to God. I'll be very quick. You know, one of the questions that always comes to me is that if God has done everything, about our healing and health. Why do believers see struggle? Because sometimes it seems that what we said has been done is yet to be done. Why is there still a struggle? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, let, let's start from James 1, 5. I, I will just run through some of those scriptures quickly. I'll do verse 6. It was talking about, talking about God that gives without finding fault in verse 5. Now, it said, only that it must be asked, only must be in faith that I ask with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, who hesitates, doubts, it's like blowing surge out of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. For truly, let, such, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks he ask for from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For being as he is, a man of two mind, hesitating, doubting, irresolute, is unstable and unreliable. And uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, or desires. Praise the Lord. I'm reading from Amplified Version. That is that anything we're not certain about, we can't receive. Anything we are not certain about, we can't receive. Listen to this very well. It didn't say anything we are not certain about we, we are, is not given. He said, not received. That is, God is always giving, or he has given. The problem is about receiving. First of all, let that settle in our mind that the question of healing or walking in sound health, it has nothing to do, or it is no longer the responsibility of the Father God. Praise the Lord. This morning, my goal here is to deal with some wrong concepts, some negative belief system about healing. 
And that's what James is addressing here. Yes, it started by if anyone lacks wisdom. But that principle applies to everything. Anything we are stating about. We can't receive it. And one of the things I've also learned, you know, I heard this statement and I thought about it one day, really, that when it comes to doubt and having a station in our mind, it's something that we picked up on it. Have you found out that we are the one that teaches children unbelief? <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you ever tell a child that, you know what, I will get you this, they don't have any doubts. They don't have any doubts. For them, it's like nothing is impossible. Particularly with their daddies and mommies. Praise the Lord. I try not to make promises to my children that I'm not sure I'll be able to keep. Because I realize that it has a way of creating feeling that, oh, you can't always trust people. Training them to learn to doubt and not to trust. I'm not quick to say things sometimes because I'm trying to calculate how best to explain. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I remember one day we were in the car and my daughter was very young then and we were driving past the house and she saw it for sale and she's been saying that, Daddy, we should get a bigger house and I said, okay, no problem, we will. And so this is saw for sale on the house and said that this is good. Said, there's a for sale on that building. I think you and mommy should just buy it. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to respond not to create a sense of lack? Apparently, my life left me that you are on your own. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, when I was growing up, you know, those kind of things you point to and your parents will say things like, uh, I, I will help people that don't speak Yoruba, but this, this is, I don't know how else to explain this in Yoruba, in English. Ojukokoro. You saw the house that that big, you are pointing to it. So that creates some sense of things that looks unattainable. Hallelujah. That created that sense in us. And gradually, a, a child who grew up believing, we train them out to doubt. Same thing when it comes to healing and health. We have got so natural that we begin to doubt our supernatural nature. Hallelujah. First idea that you must knock off your mind quickly is that the fact that healing is for you today. And your healing is his priority. I was just doing a little check about the healing when it comes to miracles that performed by Jesus. Now, there are several ones the Bible said were not recorded. But 37 were recorded in the Gospels. I can tell you with my little count, about 70% or more has to do with healing. 
is his priority. The Bible even said that he healed as many that were brought to him. As many. The only time he was recorded that he could not do much. Remember the word he was doing. He didn't say he can't. The boy didn't say he didn't. He said he could not. Why? Not because he did not want to. It's more about the people receiving him than him giving. Hallelujah. You see, our healing is in his atonement. When he dealt with sin, he equally dealt with sickness. You know, that James that we used to quote, every, uh, the first Peter writer, 2.24. See where he started. He said, he bore our sins in his body. He personally bore in his body. I like the way Amplifier put it. On the tree. He said, as on the altar and offered himself that we might cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. See where it started from. It dealt with sin, dealt with, with, with healing. Hallelujah. And the Bible made us understand. The Bible said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. When it took away the sin of the world, it also took away sickness and disease. What it means is that it took away the right for sickness and disease to be on your body. The same measure that you, it took away the right for any sin, to, for you to have sin on you. See, the truth is this. When the Father sees us, he doesn't see sins. He can't see a sinner. That's why when we're talking about in 2 Corinthians, he said that he is no longer counting or imputing sins against man. So if he's not imputing sin against man, he can't also impute sickness against man. When you still have the mindset that maybe Jesus dealt with with, with with salvation, but sin is something we need to fight for. Sickness is something we need to fight for. Then you got it all wrong. Your gospel is not balanced. Hallelujah. Oh, the psalmist saw into this. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget all his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities and who heals all diseases. Hallelujah. Second point, God doesn't put sickness on anyone. Now, you, you can make some references to the Old Testament. Yes, that's under the Old Covenant. In the New Covenant, no. In the Old Testament, it happened to some people because of judgment. But guess what? In the New Testament, all the judgment against man have been absorbed by Christ. There's no judgment against anyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is no longer... You see, Jesus is the perfect representative of the Father. All his work on head. Did, he, did you see him punish anyone with sickness? They brought someone to him and said this person was caught in adultery. Jesus did not 
put sickness or disease on the person. Hallelujah. Even the people that sinned against him, so to speak, people that cursed him, people that abused him, he healed them. Imagine the guy who came to arrest him, who joined the group that came to arrest him, and they chopped off his hair, and Jesus fixed it back. What a loving God. Still willing to heal the guy. You know, when I watch, how many of us ever watch Passions? Passion of Christ. You know, when you watch Jesus of Nazareth of the old, you may not be very angry. When I watch Passion of Christ, I felt like being Jesus for a few seconds. I will have done something to those Pharisees. You know, like the guy who spat on him, you know, his saliva should just dry for one year. You know, you will be quick to repent. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You, you need to go and find out how Moses dealt with people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, he healed the guy. You know, for that one, you could have said it's Peter that actually cut it off. It's not him. So, that guy just stayed there. If he leaves with that one here, he will remember that day. But not Jesus. He still had enough time under that harassment to still fix it back. Glory to God. So if he will not put sickness or disease on anyone under that condition, he won't do it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another misconception that we also need to deal with is the question of the sovereignty of God. Now, I know there is a right way to teach about sovereignty of God. But it's a lot of wrong Dottery along this line. In fact, I believe that many believers have died because of the wrong concept about the sovereignty of God. When people say, oh no, we know whatever happens is God that allowed it. God doesn't allow anything. Sickness came into the world. It wasn't God. It was a man's error. Adam's sin. Sin came and sickness came with it. It was not God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like I told you, you know, one of the things, I used I salute people that teach it in church with I too. I hope you know that they are doing a lot of work. Ah, let them, those guys, ask you questions sometimes. <laughs> I remember, I think it was this family that asked me a question at home one day that, what was God doing in the garden when you saw Adam about to eat? Why didn't he? Because if it's like you, you probably would have showed up to stop me. <laughs> and I was looking for how best to explain. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The only thing that could come to my mind was like, okay, Adam was born an adult. <laughs> I, could, I, I, could, I don't know how to explain it to you that, okay. But the truth is, if, maybe if I'm talking to you now, I will tell you. Why? Because God has given Adam the right to protect that place. Adam was under his authority. God has given, God will not show up to do what you are being empowered to do for you. 
Do you see how God came into the garden later in the evening, as the Bible recorded it? Do you know that he spoke to Adam as if nothing happened? He came as usual. He spoke to him as usual. He took Adam to inform him of his own position. Why? Because the responsibility of that space is on Adam. That's why when Satan was boasting later to Jesus about the fact that he has authority, he was talking about authority that he took from man. So it was a man that allowed it. What we be, we be. It's not in the gospel. Oh, if a man's sick, no, it's because of what? See, I know sometimes people quickly take us to the book of Job, but that's another day for another story. I can tell you that it wasn't about God allowing sickness. I know Pastor taught us along that book of Job about two years ago, I think. Praise the Lord. But I can explain the scenario of Job to you. In fact, from one of his statements, he said, what I feared more has come upon me. Nobody operates with God with fear. Fear is not how to receive healing. Hallelujah. 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 So why? So the big question, back to our big question. I've dealt with three thoughts. The fact that healing is yours today. That by the death is dead, he dealt with the issue of sickness and disease. Just the same way he dealt with sin. Praise the Lord. I also emphasize the fact that he did not put sickness on anyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I also dealt with right now with just with briefly now about the issue of sovereignty. We must understand that factor. That everything that happens on earth is not God. Hallelujah. We call some things in my field when in insurance we call it out of God. It's not God. It's not God that is sending earthquake. It's not him. The head he has given to the sons of men. This is our space. Praise the Lord. So the question is, why then do we, if this has been settled, why is there still a struggle? Why does it seem that what has been settled seems not to be settled? Praise the Lord. Because it's a function of grace and faith. Grace made everything available. Faith received what grace has made available. In Ephesians, Paul was writing that by grace you have been saved through faith. Grace brought it, faith receives it. What does that mean? You don't have to do it. You didn't do you were not there when Jesus paid for your, paid for these things. We're not there. Before you showed off, he dealt with sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible even referred to him that he's the one that was slain before the foundation of the earth. The plan is for Adam and, and any other person born not to ever taste sickness and disease. The same way they are not designed to live in sick, sin. Do you know that before Adam fell, there was no consciousness of sin? Sin was not on the scene. So also sickness was not on the scene. There's no sense of lack. 
Everything happened apart because of the response, what man failed to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace provided it. Faith received it. And that's why we make this big statement. And we'll pick it up from here next time. Hallelujah. Grace has made everything available. You know, there are some prayers that pray, we pray, or believers pray, that they don't necessarily, even though it may sound very, very, very religious, it's not consistent with the New Testament. Things like, oh God, rain down the heavens. Stretch out your hand. The heaven have already been dealt with. Is here on earth. Hallelujah. Send revival. Revival is already in you. Hallelujah. I, I said all that to say this. Be coming. In reality, in truth, Jesus is no longer healing anyone today. Because he is not operating outside of the believer. Now, we know that, oh, is the power of God. Yes, we understand. Oh, yes, it's, one, it's true. You know, like, it's, like the disciples when they pray, stretch out your hand. But who, whose hand? Who lays hands? It's the believers. Because everything Jesus or the Father had to do now, he had to do through us. What does that mean? That the healing power of God already is in you. It's within his body. He's not sending it down from heaven. He's walking through what God walks through us. He's not walking outside of the believer. But let me leave you with this. Next time we'll be talking about the place of laying on hands and the rest. It's the one thing that must be settled in your mind. Is the question that he has already dealt with it. He has made it available. See, he so made it available that before he died, before Jesus went, died and, you know, raised from dead and handed off to us the new covenant, even people that were outside of the covenant of Israel received healing. Because they exercise faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because they exercise faith. Remember the woman that came to Jesus and said, you know, and Jesus responded to her in a very, very hard tone that we can't give what belongs to the children to dogs. And she said that even the crumbs that comes down, that's enough for the dogs to receive healing. And Jesus called that faith. Why? Why did Jesus turn that down initially? Because she's outside of that covenant, but she could see access the benefit of the covenant because of faith. How much more you that you are in the covenant? You are a beneficiary of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't think like, oh, it's natural to forsake. It is not to the believer. That thinking alone gets people killed. Oh, flu and cold, they are normal. They are not normal. 
until you start detesting sickness and disease with that attitude, you will not enjoy all the benefit that God has given to us. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when I have conversations and people say, oh, maybe it's an allergy, I, I don't have one. Am I denying fact? No, and I'm exercising my authority in, on it. I'm denying it the right to have a place in my life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe that Jesus has already dealt with the issue of sin? Do you believe that he's the one that took away the sins of the world? Do you believe that he took away your sins? He also dealt with the issue of sickness. In the same vein, he dealt with it. Hallelujah. 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 My time is up. I think we'll stop it right now. We'll talk about different ways next time on how to receive healing. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed today? You can say after me this morning that he has forgiven my sins. He has healed all my disease. Hallelujah.